0: Welcome to Healing for Healers with Abby Wynne and Regina of the Land. And now a prayer. Father Sky, Grandmother Moon, please bless this healing space. I call on the four directions the North, South, East, and West to hold us in the energy of love, compassion, beauty, healing. Lightness and joy. I invite in the wisdom of the ancestors, angels, ascended masters, and star beings to enrich our conversation, inspire us, and use us as channels for light, love, and healing. I call on Mother Earth, the star systems, and all the planets to open the pathways so we may present to you the best richest information, have access to the highest vibration of healing energies and offer what is most needed for those who need it right now. And so it is. And so it is. Hi, it's Abby again and this is another one of those episodes where I'm offering you another offering. (laughs) I recently recorded a book that I wrote for Hay House called Energy Healing Made Easy and I've arranged with them to be able to give you a listen to chapter two. Why chapter two you may ask? Well chapter one is a lead-in and an introduction to people who don't really know what energy healing is. So I'm going to make an assumption here that you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while. You have an idea about me, you have an idea about energy healing or about energy or about spirituality. So I thought chapter two might be a little bit more interesting for you. I'm really excited to share this with you. And the good news is the entire audio book is recorded and released and you can get it on Audible. I'll leave the link here with the podcast if you want to hear more. So enjoy. Enjoy. And uh, I'll catch you on the end. Chapter 2. Getting Started I have written this book not only as an introduction to the practice of energy healing, but also as a way for you to create a path for your own personal healing process. I want to take you on a journey where you begin to recognize the parts of yourself that you've hidden and feel safe enough to be with them and tell them that it's all going to be okay. Revealing aspects of yourself that need healing takes courage, and I know and trust that you will look after yourself on this journey and only go as deep as you are able. With this book, you can make a great start. Bringing your mind, your emotions, your heart, your soul, and your body on the journey makes such a difference. If you're reading this book and are seriously thinking about stepping into your own personal healing work, that's wonderful. But if you are afraid of it, if you're feeling resistance in your body, don't put the book down just yet. Hang in there. Feeling resistance to your personal work is a strong indicator that something could change in your life as a result of healing. The resistance is asking you, are you ready? Exercise. Taking time out for healing. Are you ready to heal? Take a minute to think about the differences you will see in your life, when healing is happening for you. Visualize yourself happy. Imagine how great things will be and then check in with yourself. Does this feel safe? Ask, what is holding me back from my healing? Perhaps you'd like to write down your thoughts in a journal. If big issues come up for you, you may need to consider having a witness on your journey of healing. Finding a therapist or a teacher to help you can make life so much easier. I invite you to expect miracles to start coming into your life. Expecting miracles is part of energy healing too, and your thoughts around healing are also part of the healing. Energy healing is not just about putting your hands on your body and thinking yourself better, although that can help. Energy healing is about reconnecting to your soul, remembering who you really are, and allowing yourself to be yourself more of the time. Be authentic in your work. The key to energy healing is authenticity, which means being real or genuine, not being false. Here's the difficult bit. Authenticity means not lying to yourself anymore, not pretending that everything is okay when it isn't, or pretending when things are not okay when they actually are. You need courage to be an authentic energy healer. You must question what you're saying to yourself. Ask yourself if it's actually true and have the strength to accept what is true and let go of what is not. Energy healing also means being congruent. The healed person knows what their heart feels, understands their gut instinct and works with both of them. They don't tear themselves apart trying to believe something that they know deep down is a lie. Congruence. As above, so below. What your brain wants, thinks or believes is the same as your heart, your intuition and your soul. So many of us hold ourselves back because we push ourselves too hard in the direction that we think we should be going in life. And don't stop to listen to how we feel. Become congruent. Every morning I wake with a sense of dread. I don't know what it is. It's like everything slows down. I eat my breakfast slowly. I walk to work slowly, like I'm in a movie. Then, as I turn the corner onto the road where my office is, my stomach lurches, like I want to vomit. My heart races, and I think about something else completely. It goes away eventually. Usually by the time I'm sitting at my desk with my morning tea, going through my emails. But I feel heavy in my body all day, and when it's 4pm, it's like the sun comes out from behind the clouds, and I look forward to getting out of there. Sandra's job was making her anxious. She kept telling herself she was suffering from anxiety, to the extent that she began to believe she had depression. This is a case of someone telling themselves something that's not real, so they don't have to make a change in their lives. Sandra bore the pain of going into a job she really didn't like, and over time, it made her sick. Being congruent is knowing that your job is making you ill, instead of ignoring how you feel and forcing yourself to do what you think you need to do. This is why healing is scary. It may mean that things in your life have to change. If you're like Sandra and are in a situation that doesn't resonate with you, accepting the way things are, instead of pretending everything is okay, is actually a better way to handle it. By pretending things were fine, Sandra put her mental health at risk to the point where she began to create symptoms of depression. After a very bad time and several panic attacks, Sandra was forced to look at what was actually going on. She came to me to get some help. After realising that it was being in work was making me anxious, I took a week off and I rested. It was great to clear my head, do some gardening and visit friends. When my week off was coming to an end, I felt the panic coming back so I took another week off sick. And then I made disappointment with you. I need money to pay the bills, I can't quit my job. What should I do? I asked Sandra what she could do to make going into work easier for her while she looked around for another job. She started telling me many things, but they all came from her mind. Stop a minute. Breathe, I said. Drop down into your heart. What does your heart feel about work? So heavy, she said. My heart is so heavy. What images come into your mind with this heaviness, I asked her. Being at the canteen. People talking. Gossiping. Stories. Same stories going around and around. She breathed with me. Now, drop down into your tummy. What does your tummy feel about work? Sick. I feel sick. The people at work are so negative, they're always talking about how bad things are, how awful life is. Being around them, I feel like I've lost hope for humanity. After sitting with this, Sandra realized that the actual work she had to do wasn't so bad. It was being around negative people that was making her feel sick. To confirm this, She imagined herself going to work in an empty office, sitting at her desk, nobody around, just doing her work routine undisturbed, and then coming home. That feels completely different to me, she said. I don't feel sick doing the work at all. I actually enjoy what I do. Maybe it's not the work that's upsetting me. Maybe it's the people in work. Isn't it interesting, when you become congruent, authentic with yourself, The real problem can be something you didn't even realise. Sometimes the obvious thing isn't actually the problem at all. Once you recognise the actual problem, then solutions can appear. Sandra discovered she was sensitive to energy and was picking up emotional energies of the people all around her. She and I worked on ways she could disconnect from the group energy, release the negativity from herself and feel clearer at work and at home she began to feel brighter in herself and could go back to work the following week and feel better about it. Although she found some of her colleagues were not happy with her new way of being, she knew it was much healthier for her and she eventually did get a new job just to change her environment. She was also able to recognise negative group energies and not get involved with them. The exercises that I used with Sandra are in this book, so if this story resonates with you, you're in the right place. How to use the exercises in this book. Please bring your whole heart and soul into your healing practice and your brain too. Be authentic. Be congruent with yourself. You have to allow yourself feel the exercises. Be open to them for them to change you. This is where the magic happens. If you hide things from yourself, you will have trouble doing the work. You may be a beginner at energy healing, but you're not necessarily a beginner at life. The richness of your life experiences make you who you are, and that counts. There is no right or wrong when it comes to these exercises, so you cannot compare your experience of healing to someone else's. It's like comparing your chapter 1 to someone else's chapter 16. They have their work to do. Only they can do it. And the same goes for you. Each exercise is designed to be repeated many times. So if you're having trouble with one of them, do as much as you can do, then leave it and come back to it another time. But do stick with it. Be patient with any resistance you may be feeling, as each time you do the exercise you will break through a little deeper. Know that resistance to some of these exercises could be you just getting ready to let something go and move to the next level. A little bit of resistance is natural and good. However, a strong resistance towards one of the exercises may mean that you're not ready for it yet. So don't push hard. Wait until you do feel ready. These exercises have to be heartfelt, to be useful to you. You can go through the motions, say all the words and not feel anything at all, and then tick the box that you're done. But you haven't done them, not really. I would rather you stick with one exercise until you feel you've got it working for you, instead of racing through the book and trying everything half-heartedly. Allow the information and the healing to seep through you, like the warmth of a long hot bath. You have plenty of time to do the work. You've got the rest of your life. Remember, healing is about feeling better, being confident, happy and well. Clearing what's in the way of being well through these exercises takes time, patience and dedication. When you feel the results of the work you put in, there's nothing like it. It frees you. The relief is indescribable. Suddenly there's magic and colour in the world. You have to experience it to believe it. Words don't do it justice. You'll enjoy the feeling so much you'll never want to go back. You deserve it. Yes, you do. And if you can keep up your practice, you can feel that way most of the time. Energy healing is a practice. Remember, you're never finished healing. If you do not feel the energy shifting in your body when you try the exercises, I would suggest you persist with them regardless. It's possible you may need to break through some sort of energetic wall or a block before you really begin to feel the changes. I've had clients that have never felt the energy, but they've seen it, or they've just known that it moved. And if, after trying for a long time, you still don't feel a result, you could consider booking a session with a healer to see if they can help you move through whatever's blocking you from moving forward. Again, there is information about how to find a therapist in the resources section. The mechanics of energy healing are a vibration. Imagine a guitar string. When you pluck it, it vibrates. The speed of the vibration is the frequency, which is the note that you will hear. A low vibration gives a low note and a higher vibration would give a higher note. You can feel vibrations in your throat when you sing. Low vibrations on the low notes, high vibrations on the high notes. We have a vibration too. Our life force energy vibrates. As we experience life, Learn things, are influenced, our vibration changes or shifts. As we experience emotional pain, trauma, and distress, our vibration gets lower. When we experience joy, happiness, and peace, our vibration gets higher. Holding on to pain shuts off the flow of energy through our body. Blocking our natural flow affects our vibration by lowering it, and if we don't process and let go of our emotional pain, The blockages can also cause physical pain. If not attended to, the physical pain can cause mechanical damage, chemical damage and affect our metabolism. You can visit a physiotherapist for a frozen shoulder. Get your exercises and lift the weights to get stronger. But if you don't deal with the emotional pain you're feeling, the energies may stay blocked and your shoulder could always be a problem for you in your life. Energy healing goes straight into the energy system of the body, relaxing and releasing the blocks, opening up the flow and raising its vibration. By working directly with the energy and releasing the blockages, you get the benefit of the physical pain lifting and then the body can heal itself. Emotions have a vibration. We all have days where we feel heavy and slow, like we can't get out of bed, These are when we resonate with heavy and slow vibrations. Our vibration affects our choices and our moods. So on a low vibration day, we may choose to listen to sad music, wear dark colors, eat comfort food and not want to spend time with people. We also have days where we leap out of bed full of the joys of living and make high and fast vibrational choices, including wearing bright colors, listening to upbeat music, eating healthy food and being sociable. We have more energy when we're at a high vibration, and we have hope and motivation. We feel productive and creative. Energy healing works directly with the vibration, not with the emotion, so you don't need to name what's going on. Our brain, however, does like to know what's going on, so when you recognize you feel sad and your brain wants to know why, then that's okay. But if you're working with a vibration of sadness that's been in your body for a long time... It might not be as helpful to try and make sense of it. Sometimes you have to step away from the brain, from the needing to know, and just accept that you're feeling sadness. What can help when this happens is to remember that feelings are a vibration that you're experiencing in that moment, and they will pass, and you are still you regardless. Shifting Low Vibrational Emotions When you practice energy healing, you may pull down a high vibrational energy into your body. Due to the laws of physics, low vibrational energies cannot stay in the same place as higher ones. If you have a dark room and you turn on the light, it's not dark anymore. You don't get an instant hit of happy with energy healing. It's rather like a drip feed, slow and steady, and you have to come into balance with the energies and stabilize. But you will feel more grounded, more relaxed, and more like yourself again. Know that we are not our sadness, just because we feel sadness. Remembering this when you feel down, and using energy healing to feel better, is very empowering, and much healthier than spending your time analysing why you're sad, and not shifting the vibration. Over time, with a regular healing practice, your body will carry higher vibrational energy for longer amounts of time. This means it's possible for you to feel good more often than you feel bad. Feeling good can become the daily normal for you, and you'll only feel bad if there's something wrong. Be patient with your healing practice. Imagine a swimming pool, beautiful, fresh and clean. Then someone goes and throws a bucket of dye into it. If you're not allowed to drain the pool and start again, the only way you can remove the dye is by flushing it out. You attach a pipe to one end of the swimming pool for the new water to go in, and a pipe to the other end for the old water to go out. Let's say you turn the tap on, the new water pours into the pool, and the old water starts to flush out. The first few hours of doing this won't look like anything is happening at all. Even if you leave the tap on overnight, the pool would probably still have the dye in it the next day, but you might begin to see an improvement. After another 24 hours, you could probably see the bottom of the pool. And perhaps by the third day, the water will be clean enough to swim in. So, when you turn on the tap on you with your energy healing practice, the new high vibrational energy flows into you. Then, the old stuff that you don't want gets shaken up, shifts, and leaves. The amount of dye in your swimming pool is based on your life experiences and your ability to process them and let go. This is why you cannot compare your results with healing to anyone else's. Some of your old heavy vibrational energies may take years to shift, particularly if they're blocked in your physical body. But sometimes the old heavy energies are ready to release, and they leave really fast. If you're congruent, you can say goodbye to your pain and let it go much more quickly than if you're incongruent and are trying to let go of pain that you're actually not ready to let go of yet. Why people don't heal. One of the reasons people don't heal is incongruence. Hiding something from yourself because you're not able to accept it or don't want to work with it is a form of denial. Your body knows it's there, your soul knows, but your brain is consciously pushing it away and acting as if it doesn't exist. You become incongruent. Incongruence is a big block to healing, and this is why I'm spending so much time talking about it here. If this is something that you think you are doing, it's great, because now you can stop doing it. Be gentle with yourself. You're not doing anything wrong. This is a natural thing. You may want to take some time to nurture yourself, give yourself permission to look at what might be in the way of you becoming congruent on your healing journey. There are a few other reasons why people don't heal. You can't let go of emotional pain that you're not ready to let go of yet. Awareness and being gentle with yourself really helps here. Understanding the source of the pain that you struggle with can help you do whatever you need to do before you let it go. Consider Mary, whose grandmother passed away. Mary always loved her grandmother's opal ring. When everyone was in the house for the funeral, she went up to her grandmother's room and took it from the jewellery box. She didn't tell anyone. When her grandmother's things were being gifted to the family, they noticed that the ring was missing. Mary didn't speak out about what she did, and she was too afraid to wear the ring because then everybody would know that she had taken it. Mary came to me because she had started seeing her grandmother everywhere. She felt haunted by her image and was anxious, stressed and upset. Mary wanted to heal, and we worked together, but it seemed to get worse for her. She couldn't forgive herself for what she had done and because of this she couldn't grieve for her grandmother. She had to tell her mother that she had taken the ring. Her mother understood and forgave her and then Mary was able to forgive herself and that's when the healing happened. Grieving is a necessary process when we experience loss in our lives. It enables us to let go of the emotional pain around the loss and come into balance with our new life situation. Mary actually had to take action and speak to her family before her consciousness would allow her grieving process to take place. Gaining forgiveness for what she had done was the permission she needed to allow herself to heal. What is blocking your healing process? Is there an action you need to take in order to clear anything in you that's blocking your healing process? Take some time now to open up gently and reveal to yourself anything you may be hiding, from yourself. You don't have to share this information with anyone, but you do need to be aware of it. The main reason why people don't heal is the fear of who they will be when they are healed. As Marianne Williamson says, we are more afraid of our light than of our dark. It's as if we believe once we are healed, we're going to have to be perfect, we aren't allowed to make mistakes, and we can no longer blame anyone else. Or have any excuses for our failings. This is not true. As a healed person you're still a human being and as a healed person you will still have your lessons, your mistakes and your learning to experience. Our learning continues until the day we die. There are still plenty of new experiences to be had to enrich our lives. I'll talk more about this in chapter 7. Just know at this point If you have trouble feeling like you deserve to be happy and pain free and to have a good life, then you may need to consider doing some work to increase your self worth and your self esteem. Don't give up on yourself, no matter what you discover. All things will unfold as they should. And if you make a commitment to heal and follow through on your commitment, then you will heal. Perhaps not as quickly as you would like, but you will heal. I promise. The Power of Intention Intention is a decision to do something. It's an aim, a plan, or a direction. Intention is usually set within the context of what you want to do with your day, or with your life. Today I'm going to have a good day, or he studied medicine with the intention of getting a job as a doctor. Intention is fundamental to healing work you need to set an intention to heal before the healing will happen. A healing intention must be in alignment with all of the aspects of yourself and all of the aspects of your soul. Alignment means on the same side and in agreement with. So if your intention is to go to college and study medicine to be a doctor, but your heart wants you to be an artist, you're not in alignment with your decision. That's a big example, but again, if you're not ready to heal something and your brain is pushing you to get over yourself and heal it, like Mary was, this creates more resistance. Then the healing becomes more painful than it needs to be. Healing is an organic process. It's natural and only happens when you're ready. The first part of being ready is to set your intention to heal. Exercise. Setting your intention. What would your intention have been when you bought this book? Can you put it into one sentence? Say it out loud now and see how it sounds. Has your intention changed since reading the first two chapters? What do you think has brought about this change? Awareness is key to your healing. Recognize your intention needs to be aligned with your mind, your heart and your soul. Breathe and voice your intention. To heal, breathe. Make sure your two feet are on the ground and place your hands on your stomach. Does it feel tight or soft? Does it flutter with anxiety or is it stable and in balance? Say your intention out loud again and see if it helps relax you a little more deeply. Know that you will feel better as a result of a daily healing practice. The Power of Permission Yes, I know, it sounds funny, but sometimes you get so used to feeling bad you're afraid to feel better. Permission is very powerful, and if you don't give yourself permission to heal, you won't accept the healing. Permission is also important when you're sending healing to someone else. We'll talk about that later. But it is important for you to give yourself permission to. It's like opening a door, and sometimes when you set the intention and give permission to heal, that's actually all it takes for the healing to happen. It's very powerful. You can say it out loud, or you can say it quietly to yourself, but it's best when you quiet your mind and focus your awareness on what you're doing and feeling. Try to bring your mind into the present moment, and don't get caught up in thoughts around how, why, when, or anything else. Exercise. Learning to give permission. Here are some different ways to give permission. Try them out, see which one fits you. Today. Remember, tomorrow you'll feel differently. You may need to choose a different one. I give permission for healing to happen. I give my full permission to heal. I open my heart and let go of anything in the way of my healing. Notice if you feel anxious when you say this. You may need to relax, breathe and say it again. Do you mean it 100%? Really? If you don't, that's okay. Ask yourself why. Come back and try again later. The power of receiving. You've set an intention and now you're giving permission. See how it's all building up? Now you need to open and receive. How do you know if you're really opening up to receive? Imagine you've bought some new clothes and your friend says, oh, I love that outfit on you. You look amazing. Then you say, not really. It's just some new clothes and you brush it away. That's not receiving what they're saying. Your self-esteem and self-worth have an influence over this. If you have low self-esteem, it's harder to accept a compliment. Let's try again. They say how amazing you look and you say, thank you. And you blush and turn away and then you close your heart because it's not really possible that you would look amazing. Well, it's better, but you're still not receiving the compliment. Let's try one more time. They say how amazing you look. You look them in the eye and you stay there. You don't run away in your mind, but this time you feel it. Imagine that the compliment they send you is a ball of light coming from them to you. You stay and accept it. You feel a shock or a hit from the light as it enters and becomes absorbed in your system, like a shiver. Then you say, Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. A higher vibrational energy, the compliment, coming into your system can feel strange, even painful, in a good way, depending on what vibration you're carrying in the moment. That's why we run from compliments. They change our vibration if we let them. Now you know how to receive properly. Try this exercise for real the next time someone says something nice to you. Then you can say something nice back to them in return. Exercise. Opening to receive energy healing. Soften your resistance to healing by imagining a door in your mind that now opens to let the healing come in. Remember the swimming pool. Well, if your water is warm and the new water is cold, you'll get a shock from the temperature change. So let's imagine the energy healing is the same temperature as you. So it feels gentle and good. So there's no shocks involved. You could also imagine you're opening both of your hands to receive a gift. Or you could imagine a box that was buried deep in your soul. One that's been closed for years is being dusted off and now is ready to open to the light. See it open in your mind. Yes, I'm ready. Sit comfortably where you won't be disturbed. Set your intention for healing. A simple I want to feel better is a good intention. Give your permission to receive. I give myself permission to receive healing now and feel better. You can say this out loud or in your mind. Now. Allow your imagination to use one of the images I gave you, or to create your own image of how you open and receive. Just doing this is like a green light for your biofield to reorganize itself, so you might notice some energy shifts even at this point. Take some time and let it happen. Slow down and notice if you feel uncomfortable, joyful, if you receive an energy burst, or have a breakthrough with an issue that's been on your mind. If you feel uncomfortable, become aware of what you're thinking about. I don't deserve this. I'm not good enough. I feel guilty for receiving this gift. Healing is a gift. There's no need to feel guilty because it's your birthright. You'd let a stranger receive the light. Why not you? Be nicer to yourself. Tell yourself it's okay and stay with the exercise. Repeat it over a few days until you feel more comfortable with it. Healing can get worse before it gets better. So now you know that energy healing is not just about healing with energy. It's about being true to yourself, not running away from your pain, releasing old wounds and changing your life. Healing can get worse before it gets better. Have you ever given up sugar or caffeine? There's a detox period in which your body releases the bad chemicals that were bound up in your body and you can feel ill from that. You can have a terrible headache, you can be dopey in your mind, need to sleep or just feel rotten overall. But if you persist, after a few days your body clears and then you really start to feel the benefits. You may feel lighter, more awake and have more energy. The same thing can happen with healing. It's called a healing crisis, but it won't last. And when it's done, you will feel much better. So don't give up. Going into process. Swimming pools catch leaves, sticks, even bits of stones and gravel. Imagine as the new water goes in to clear the dye, it stirs up the pool a little, and the debris floating on top gets forced into the outpipe and then blocks it. More water forces it to move, but it's blocked and slow. Once the debris is eventually pushed through the other end, it comes out with a pop, and then it's gone. The pipe is clear again, and the pool is that little bit cleaner. But the process wasn't easy. Imagine how much water is needed to force the debris out of a pipe. When you start a healing practice, you go into process, which means the waters in your swimming pool get all stirred up too. And then they start to flow in the general direction of, to become clear. You're much more complex than a swimming pool, but if you were one, you might have gravel, leaves and mud. But you might also have bits of broken cars, shopping trolleys and even glass, depending on what you've experienced in your life. When you start healing, you don't know what dirt's going to be churned up, what bits of sticks and debris may end up blocking your pipe, so to speak. Look after yourself during healing. I want you to be aware of this so you can be your own watchdog and make sure you look after you. Sometimes you might be healing for days and not feel any result, like you're pushing the water into the pipe and the gravel isn't moving. You might even feel physically or emotionally upset and not know exactly why. Memories of things that you've forgotten about can surface and you may find yourself trying to make sense of what's going on for you. Don't. Just know that you are in the process of healing and that these stuck energies are moving and will eventually leave so you can be at a higher vibration than you were. You don't have to do this alone. If you want to get help, don't be afraid to ask. Talk to a friend, to someone in your family, or find a practitioner to help you if it's too difficult to do it alone. Check out the resources section and you can always ask me questions by email or visit me on my Facebook page. Well, I really hope you enjoyed listening to that and I enjoyed writing it and I enjoyed reading it too. And uh, maybe you'll get the audiobook on Audible and listen to the rest. Okay, this is Abby wishing you a wonderful rest of your day, evening, morning, whatever it is that you're doing, whatever time, wherever you are, sending lots and lots of love to you and see you on the next episode of Healing for Healers. If there's anything in this podcast that triggered you, upset you, or stimulated you to want to know more, If you've got questions or if you have anything at all that you'd like Regina and I to cover on the show, please write to us. The email is healingforhealerspodcast at gmail.com and we'll see you next time.